the word ekphrasis comes from the Greek for the description of the work of art produced as a rhetorical exercise. It is a vivid, often dramatic, verbal description of a visual art piece. I love that. What's going on, fam? This is Darwin Mesidu. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of The Ekphrastic, a podcast where we paint pictures with words. Today's subject, Futura. Ah, I'm sorry. It's Futura. It's just like future, but with an A at the end instead of an E. I keep wanting to say Futura. I don't know. Maybe it's the whole English as a second language kind of thing uh, that uh, makes me want to... Um, uh, exotify it, I guess, if that's a word. But anyways, he's one of the most renowned figures of the contemporary art scene. He's an illustrator, photographer, sculptor, as well as fashion and graphic designer. We'll get to know him a little bit better. But first, let's see what's going on in the world of art. Uh, first things first here, we have something from Art News. And it's entitled, After Museums Complain, Pornhub Removes Content from Classical nude series oh we have some pearl clutching here apparently so last month Pornhub launched a classic nudes um site I guess uh an interactive guide to some of the erotic art that can be found in major museums around the world why y'all complaining y'all got it in your museum okay I mean no, all right settle down following complaints from the Uffizi gallery in Florence, the Museo Nacional de Prado in Madrid, and the Louvre in Paris, audio tours and other content referencing artwork on these, institu um, these institutions have been removed. Other content referencing artwork owned by these institutions have been removed? Maybe that's what they want to say. Uh, though works from those three institutions are no longer part of Classic Nudes, which is the uh, Pornhub uh, joint, Content derived from paintings at other top museums, including the Museo de Orsay in Paris, the National Gallery in London, and the Met in New York, still remain on as part of the guide. So what's the guide about? So following the guide's launch, the Uffizi announced that it was planning to sue Pornhub for copyright infringement. Y'all want to go ahead and explain to me what this uh, thing is, or do I have to go to Pornhub myself to find out? You know, for research purposes. <laughs> Uh, in particular, the Uffizi objected to Pornhub's use of uh, uh, Titian's famed Venus of Urbino. Ur Ur Let me uh, see. Click here. Clickety-clackety on the keyboard. Venus of Urbino. What is that looking like? Oh, they're not going to show me a picture of that. No, I'm going to search that myself. Venus of Urbino. Let's see what that looks like. You can search for it while I'm, uh, you know, same time with me. Make sure you have your, I guess, uh, your incognito browsing on. Okay, yeah. I mean, you've seen a thousand of these types of paintings in museums. These old, you know, Byzantine, you know, time um, paintings. You know, the ladies laying nude. Uh, they didn't use naked. They just said they say nude as if that gave some era of sophistic sophisticated, you know, relevance or whatever. And yeah, okay. So we've seen one of those. We've seen them all. So okay, well, you're complaining about that Pornhub curated 
all the nudes throughout history, uh, basically emphasizing the point that, man, everybody liked nudes even back then. Stop acting like people didn't like nude, and we call it pornography now. Uh, but if it's in the museum, it's not porn, it's art. Whatever, people. Um, so uptight. In an interview with the art newspaper, a representative for the Afuzi said that the museum viewed Pornhub's use of its painting uh, as totally illegal and that it had been done without any permission. Okay, maybe there, maybe there's a point there. It's, uh, but I mean, I'm looking at it on the internet for free. Uh, like just right now, I just searched for it. This, this, yeah, y'all got, y'all got too much time on your hands. If anything, it's creating more um, publicity for you for the art piece, and people gonna want to go to the Louvre now and check it out because you know they probably saw it on Pornhub. <laughs> We would the or uh, or the official Pornhub uh, the classic nudes section of Pornhub I guess. The Louvre launched legal action alongside the Uffizi Gallery for the use of its late 16th century painting Gabrielle Destris uh, and one of her sisters. I'm not gonna look that one up. You see one now, you see them all. All right, okay. Moving on to the last paragraph here. When Pornhub launched Classic News, the company said. It saw the project as a means to help museums recover from the financial toll of the pandemic. Hello, this is called forward thinking. You should be thanking Pornhub here by paying, paying for a subscription to their site or something. I don't know. You should, should be grateful. By enticing audiences with a guide to erotic art, Pornhub hoped more people would visit the venerable institutions and support them. That's what I was saying. The guide was the latest in a series of campaigns launched by Pornhub this year to demonstrate the relationship between pornography and the arts. In a previous campaign titled uh, Remastered and Launched this past May, Pornhub teamed up with artificial intelligence experts to restore centuries-old erotic films. Century? Centuries-old erotic films? Interesting. Well, there's a niche for everyone. Um, the motto of the campaign, uh, what it was the term? I'm not. I'm not gonna uh, harsh your. I'm not gonna mellow your harsher mellow. <laughs> the motto of the campaign delivered in a teaser video stated, "Because porn may not be considered art, but some art can definitely be considered porn." It seems some museums disagree. Yeah, y'all tripping. Y'all need to. Get your nose out the air and, um, you know, let the nipples fly. Speaking of nipples, <laughs> Instagram reverses decision to censor Pedro Almodovar's film poster. So Pedro Almodovar's, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name, but what did he do? So apparently a poster for Spanish filmmaker Pedro uh, Almodovar's. I'm, okay, something. Pedro, his new film, Parallel Mothers, uh, coming out in 2021, this year, uh, it was removed from Instagram for depicting <gasps> a lactating nipple. Oh, if I had that thumb, 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 I'll put that. So sinister. Oh, my goodness. A natural bodily function um, through motherhood. God forbid. Move it off of Instagram. The things that I have seen on Instagram... The depravity of that social media network, and this is what they want to, of course. Well, I mean, I don't make these rules. I mean, I, you know, being a guy myself, identifying as male, I run outside and work out without a shirt on, but you know, 
you know, a woman would probably get pulled over, you know, arrested if she was running outside without a shirt on. But no, I'm just casually. Oh, oh, actually, now that I think about it even further, um, that's probably the the least that would happen to her. Like, especially in this freaking violent and patriarchal culture that we live in. Um, So stupid standards. I don't make these rules, but it is what it is. Uh, this removal follows the social media's platforms regulations against such imi- images unless they appear in the context of of breastfeeding health issues such as post mastectomy scarring or art yet how is this not considered art though it's a film yet even with those exceptions in place the rule is often applied inconsistently across the platform as the algorithms that flag posts aren't always capable of tracking these nuances following the film poster's removal, its designer, Javier Hein, was particularly vocal about the censorship. Hein um, then reposted the picture on Instagram, writing, as expected, Instagram took down the poster that we made for the uh, latest Almodovar film. Um, Instagram let the new post remain on Hein's page. On Wednesday, Almodovar uh, celebrated Instagram's decision to reverse its censorship of the poster in a statement circulated by his collaborators across both Instagram and Twitter. In it, he thanked his fans for pushing back against the tech giant. You have gotten the minds behind um, the algorithm to uh, to backtrack and allow the poster to circulate freely. It is your victory, a great victory. Despite this triumph, uh, he warned the algorithms do not have heart or common sense and argued that they should not be allowed to decide what kind of content is permitted to circulate online. Well, you know, uh, I'm of two minds here because we, um, as technology increases, we know we're going to rely on algorithms and AI and things to help um, make things more efficient. We we can't necessarily have a human being behind a computer looking at millions of images that go up all day, every day. You know, so. Uh, but I do appreciate the. Um, you know, the appeal process here and that, you know, eventually a, a person, you know, when the algorithm fails, you know, a person could come behind it and, and, and you know, and, and clean up, you know, some of the things that were like false positives that might have uh, been, been uh, tagged by the system. So it, it seems like it worked out here. Uh, uh, finishing off the, the article here, uh, this is not the first time Instagram community guidelines have caused confusion for artists working with nude subjects. In 2019, Betty Tompkins um, Instagram account was shut down after she posted fuck painting number one, one of her many depictions of physical intimacy. Other posts of her um, photorealist paintings, which f- uh, frequently feature genitalia and sex, had previously been removed. After pushback from the artist and her fans, her account was re- reinstated without con- comment from the platform. Both Tompkins and Al Almo- uh, uh, saw their work restored due in part to their large public following. So what, what does somebody do if they don't have a large public following, if they don't have a lot of, um, uh, of, of voices that they can uh, that they can harness to help uh, reverse the course of some of these kinds of decisions? Um, so I'm just, some of these people need to stop with the faux outrage and stop shaming nakedness and body art or nude um art you know nakedness and just like it's just it's, it's bodies okay let's, let's stop pretending we don't we don't we don't all get 
uh, we weren't born naked and, you know, take naked showers and, you know, throughout our day, we are naked. People are naked. It's part of life. But, okay. I mean, there's a whole morality discussion here and then the people are going to bring up the kids. Oh my God, the kids, they've never seen a nipple before. <laughs> But I'll let that be, and you can make your decision on, um, you, know, you know, write me a comment or something, and let me know what do you guys think about um, nudes uh, as it relates to art or as it relates to just moving about society. Um, particularly the thing about, you know, guys can run around topless, but women can't. Okay, so the very last thing, a little bit more, let's get some levity here. Banksy went on a spraycation. So this is a vacation, but when, when Banksy is involved, he brings his bottle with him and you know he tags some places uh and all we got was mindless vandalism um mindless vandalism i don't know i saw some of this stuff and it's it's of course this stuff is always good it's just so interesting and creative how he um uses the public space of something like like there's one here um it's a bus stop and he he just you know painted two people dancing on the wall behind the bus stop it looks like they're dancing on top of the bus stop like the the little bench thing that's sitting there it's just so creative using that space for that there's another one where there's like a sewer hole uh like a, a drain pipe or something like that on the wall and he he painted this little mouse sitting in the lounge chair with the martini glass like waiting for you know some you know some drinks to come out of the sewer pipe into his martini glass just sitting there you know, and it's so creative when he does that. So I, I love the way he incorporates um, real life uh, objects uh, and spaces uh, for his uh, for his paintings. So what do they write about it here? So Banksy has been on vacation. The famed British street artist confirmed Friday that he was behind a series of murals that have appeared in the eastern English seaside towns in recent weeks. A three minute video released on his Instagram feed. Oh, snap. I didn't even know he had an Instagram. And he, uh, okay, he's getting more official in public now, I guess. Uh, so three-minute video, I gotta, I gotta check this out. I should have done my homework. See, I should probably read this thing before I talk to you guys. But see, I want, like, the genuine reaction kind of thing to the, okay, whatever. That's just my brain working out loud here. I'll continue. A three-minute video released on his Instagram feed titled A Great British Spraycation and set to a reworked version of Tones and, uh, and Eyes 2019 hit song Dance Monkey showed the pieces being painted by a camper van driving figure in Great Yarmouth, uh, Gorleston, Cromer, Loftoff, and Oatenbrod. Uh, these are uh, British cities, I guess. Never heard of them. Uh, they included a gigantic ghost uh, swooping down on a dumpster. That one was good. That one was really good. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a dumpster just sitting there on the side of the building. And it's like a blank canvas. Somebody like Banksy walks by and sees this dumper, dumpster and there's a, a big white wall behind it. Oh, he must have been inspired. I could see that definitely. And this giant seagull. Uh, what do you say? Was it a seagull? <laughs> this giant bird is like, it's uh, uh, it's looking like it's about to eat something out of the dumpster or something. It was freaking cool. Uh, there was another one with a child making a sandcastle over broken paving. That was cool. Uh, paving and a couple dancing to an accordion player atop a bus stop. The artist also added a miniature stable to the Miraval uh, model village in Great Yarmouth. But of one piece, a woman in the Banksy produced clip appears to say, it looks like mindless vandalism. The video, what do you know, lady? <laughs> Get out of here. No appreciation. The video concludes with another woman commenting, 
it looks a lot better from far away than it does when you get this close. Um, you don't get the show, <laughs> all right? You don't appreciate it. You can keep on moving. You keep on walking. The rest of us dig it. And as I say dig it, I'm looking at the one with the little girl that's digging into the ground. It's, and there's some broken pavement there. And the sand is already sitting there. And so he just painted her on the wall. It looks like she's the one that dug it. It's amazing. Good stuff. Okay. So we had some fun with that. Um, look into some of this stuff. Uh, go check out Pornhub apparently. Because, you know, they have art there too. But uh, we'll get back to our acrostic. From Banksy to Futura, um, looks like we have ourselves a little um, perfect segue here. Uh, Futura actually was formerly known as Futura 2000. Uh, he launched his decades-long career in graffiti art alongside New York's original street art vanguard in 1970s. Now he just go by, goes by Futura. Uh, at that time, back in the 70s, um, while most of his contemporaries were practicing traditional lettering, he pioneered abstract street art. Born Lenny McGurr, actually, in 1955 in New York, he's best known for his abstract approach to street art. He began painting on subway systems uh, as a teenager in the 70s. Uh, around 74 to 78, he served in the U.S. Navy and traveled around the world. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of weird that, you know, uh, you know, some kid who's doing street art um, you know, vandalism was what they thought it was back then. Um, we ended up going to some, you know, the military being very formal and you can't, you can't have kind of, uh, outbursts or creative expressions like that in a place like the Navy working on an aircraft carrier. Uh, but then, you know, coming out of the Navy, going back to that life, um, picking up where he left off. So that's, that's cool that, you know, he got to see the world and, and probably helped influence his, um, uh, his artwork and the inspiration for the things, things that his abstract work going on uh, into the future. So uh, in the early 80s, he showed with Patty Astor uh, at the Fun Gallery, along with Keith Haring. Even Basquiat uh, was part of that uh, part of that experience. In 81, he painted the backdrops for the Clash's European tour and designed the sleeve for their uh, This Is Radio Clash single. In 82, um, he hand-wrote the sleeve notes and lyrics sheet for their combat rock album. He continues to tour with the band, spray paint backdrops uh, during performances. Uh, most recently, he, um, he has transitioned into work as a graphic and commercial artist. Again, so while most of his, his works are, you know, clearly would be defined as abstract, sometimes resembling, like, Jackson Pollock's drip paintings, some include elements of urban and street art. Uh, so, so spray paint art is usually okay. We call it. There's a couple different names. He calls it. He calls it writing. Actually, uh, Futuro. When you when you listen to his interviews, he just call he he's fat. He fancies himself a writer, right? Uh, so, spray paint art is usually just you know we call it street art in in large cities. Other people might just see it as vandalism. Uh, some themes may include surreal landscapes of planets, comets, pyramids, cities, and, and nature scenes. Uh, the pieces can can have a simple one-color background or a multicolored background in which the paint swirls together or fades from one color to, uh, to another uh, through a series of differing values of each color. Uh, it's said to have actually originated in, in Mexico City uh, in, in, in 1980s. But history of what would... <sighs> The history of what would eventually be, for example, like tagging a wall or tagging a, a 
you know, some form of translation, you, you know, there's there's a lot of history going back to like even hieroglyphics, for example, right? Could have been considered uh, in, in some random cave spot, not in a, you know, it's basically um, using a public space to mark that you were there um, without the authority of being, of, of that you, without getting the authority to have, well, I'm just going to say vandalize that space. Consider vandalism because that's part of it too. It's, it's kind of um, uh, anti-culture, uh, anti-authority kind of expression. One of the most recognizable motifs of the self-taught artist is the, um, it's called the point man. It's like a robotic figure with a vertically extended head, giving it the form of a spaceship, like on top of a human-like body. Uh, in the 80s, he began to work on canvas, while the primary focus uh, then um, for most graffiti artists with lettering, you know, he started doing, uh, he started venturing more into the abstract stuff um, and became more and more popular. His aerosol strokes are are seen as like different from those of his peers as they are, they're kind of, they're thin, almost like he's using an airbrush, but it's the spray can, you know, that he's using. Futura's uh, technique involves combining um, text, imagery, thin aerosol lines, squabs of vibrant color, and a distinct use of white space to create a dyna to create dynamic works. To most folks, it's just graffiti, or like the one lady said in the article, which is a random va vandalism. Um, if they're being generous, uh, they might call it spray paint art. Uh, but Futura was a vanguard in a movement that is simply a branch off of abstract art. Basically, you know, you can just call it street art. And I appreciate street art because it's free. Everybody gets to enjoy it. Everybody gets to um, be part of that culture. And uh, it becomes part of your, um, your, your, either your commute or you're walking by or even if it's your neighborhood, it's the tapestry of uh, as, as like a landmark of knowing, oh, this is my neighborhood. I have this, um, this mural that's unique to my neighborhood here, especially if it's something like a Banksy or if it's a Futura. Or, or an Ali, you know, um, or even uh, a Basquiat, you know, uh, could have been something that's in your neighborhood. And, and I, I hate the fact that what some municipalities have started doing, um, with especially stuff like Banksy stuff, is they, they end up confiscating it and then putting it behind some paywall somewhere. And by paywall, I mean like legitimately like in a building, charging people to go see it, where before it was for public consumption. But... I'll leave that gripe there and move on to today's ekphrastic poem, which is inspired by a 1983 work by Futura, a spray-painted Sony boombox. So again, here's how this works. Remember, this is going to be a description of a visual art piece. As I'm speaking, I want you to visit the ekphrastic page on my website, darwindarko.com. Check the show notes. There should be a link there. Um, uh, when you go on the website, you'll find a catalog of all the artwork we discuss. To accompany today's reading, I want you to pull up the image of Sony Boombox. I'll give you a second to search for it in your browser. I ponder of something great. My lungs will fill and then deflate. They fill with fire, exhale desire, I know it's dire, my time today. 
I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace the slot with what I once bought because somebody stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence. Sometimes quiet is violence. I find it hard to hide behind. My pride is no longer inside. It's on my sleeve. My skin will scream, reminding me of the person I killed in my dream. I hate this car that I'm driving. There's no hiding from me. I'm forced to deal with what I feel. There's no distraction to mask what is real. I could pull the steering wheel. I ponder of something terrifying, because this time there's no sound to hide behind. Oh dear, I don't think we know why we're here. Oh my, too deep. Please, stop, think. I like it better when my car had sound. There is nothing we can do, but of the things that work, there are only two. And from the two that we choose to do, peace will win and fear will lose. It's faith and they're asleep. We need to pick one, please, because faith is to be awake. To be awake is for us to think. And for us to think is to be alive. And I will try with every rhyme to come across like I'm dying to let you know that you need to try and think. For now, I just sit in silence. And now I just sit in silence. Car Radio is a song written and recorded by American musical duo 21 Pilots. The song was inspired by an event with uh, what happened to the frontman Tyler uh, Joseph during college. In an interview with uh, Rock Sound, he explained that one day he arrived to class late and forgot to lock his car door. After class, he returned. This is class. This is wild. So he, he so he returned to class. This is like the middle of the day, right? Uh, he returned to to his after class. He returned to his car to discover that someone had broken into his car and stolen. Everything inside, including the radio, GPS, and his CDs. I remember when I used to have CDs in my car. You'd keep them things out. I guess that's, you know, reason enough somebody sees it and, you know, they break into your car and steal your stuff. So at the time, Joseph didn't have the finances necessary to afford to replace what was lost. The subsequent experience of going on without his car radio made him realize music can act as a distraction. It can get in the way of where our mind really wants to go. Since the 1980s, when the artist began showing at Fun Gallery, Futura's works on canvas have been embraced by the fine art world. His work has been exhibited at MoMA's PS1 in New York, the Grottinger Museum in Netherlands, and the Gallery du Jour in um, Paris. He's exhibited at such institutions as uh, New Museum and Museum of Contemporary Art in LA, and his work has sold for six figures at auction. Futura has also collaborated with fashion brands such as Supreme, Bathe and Ape, Nike, and Off-White. So he's no longer uh, working in graffiti. Uh, McGurr lives, McGurr, Futura, uh, McGurr, his real name, uh, lives and works at a graph, uh, as a graphic designer in New York, you know, working for like brands like um, Off-White and Nike and them. Um, today, his work can be found in collections of the Museo de Arte in, um, in Bologna, uh, the Musée de Ville in France, and of course, the Museum of the City uh, in New York, where he's from. So that was cool. His work is uh, amazing. You should check it out. Um, and and he's, his work is everywhere, especially if you're in New York. Um, he still has some spots that you can see his 
his his his tags, uh, and, and there's of course the gallery stuff too. Thanks for uh, exploring Futuro with me and and getting to know him a little bit better and getting to know um, street art a little bit better. I'm glad you took this journey with me. Uh, for this and other artwork we discussed, please visit uh, darwindarko.com backslash ekfrastic. It's where you can find all this stuff catalog for your viewing pleasure. Uh, if you like the show or if you want to leave some creative positive feedback hopefully uh please rate the show you know five stars you know always easy to do and leave a comment even if you got a negative comment still leave the five stars why not it's very helpful uh another great way to support the show is to share it on all your socials facebook twitter whatsapp all the good stuff i'm darren messadu thanks again for listening to the ekfrastic